You're listening to the weekly podcast of Cayo, the youth ministry of the Father's House in Owensboro, Kentucky. Cayo is a healthy home for teens who are loved like family as sons and daughters that embrace their kingdom identity and purpose to change the world. At Cayo, your home. <laughs> Look to your other neighbor and say, who? <laughs> Jehoshaphat. That's one of my favorite guys in the Bible. One of the biggest times of my life, I didn't know what to do. I came across this book, and it was about Jehoshaphat. King Jehoshaphat, I think I said his name wrong for years. Like, anyway, King Jehoshaphat, one of, the, one of the guys in the Bible that taught me that the battle is not mine, but it is the Lord's. So I want to remind you of that. Let's pray real quick. We're going to jump right in. We're going to get into squad time. And then we got, Trisha, what is it we're eating tonight? Queso, chips, cereal. I thought there was salsa. I'm not sure, but it's here. Is it free? Look to your neighbor and say, free 99. All right, just making sure. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you. God, you're good. You're awesome. Thank you that you love us. Lord, I pray that you would speak through me. Give me the utterance to preach, to teach, just to talk. And God, I get out of your way. You do whatever you want. I pray that every ear, anoint our ears. Help us hear something. Lord, anoint our eyes. Help us see something in your word that maybe we didn't see before. Lord, I pray that our hearts are open and anointed to just receive, that our spirit would receive directly from you. I pray, Lord, that we would see your word in a fresh, new way. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Awesome. Well, last week, we're part of a series called Reset. Everybody say Reset. Last week, we talked about you must be born again. To have a spiritual reset, we talked about Nintendos and video games, how your phone has a reset button, a brand new do-over, a reset to be something new, a spiritual reset, a spiritual rebirth. Uh, Also, the word reset means to set something back in the proper place for proper healing and alignment. So we're part of this whole series is about resetting as we enter into 2023. I can't help But remember a time in my own life where I was in a dark, dark place. I was back here during worship, and the Lord reminded me of a time in my life where I was lost, I felt alone, and I was in a dark place. I had become the person I said I never would. It's funny how sometimes we'll say, well, I'll never do that. Or we'll say, oh, and then we make a judgment towards people who make bad decisions or certain decisions we disagree with. And we go, oh, like, and we, like, make fun of them, ridicule about them, ridicule them, gossip about them, and we put them down. Uh, you may even clown and roast them, whatever. But the thing is, we tend to say, oh, I'll never do that. That'll never be me. But yet sometimes when we do that, we do become that. It's like this inner vow we don't know we're making. And we say, I'll never be that guy. I'll never be that girl. And yet, or I'll never make that dumb decision, and yet maybe you have. You know, it's like I remember in fourth grade, we used to have this program called Just Say No. I don't even know if they do that anymore. But it was basically about don't doing drugs, right? And I know so many people that I grew up with that ended up doing drugs or trying drugs for whatever variety of reasons. And by the way, if you've ever done drugs, we don't judge you. Jesus loves you. We love you. I would agree with the Holy Spirit and say there's a better way. There's a better way, and God has a better plan and a better method for you. You're looking for peace. You're looking for something to make you not feel so bad, something to help you de-stress, whatever that is, whatever that is. God offers a better way. I promise. 
I don't know who that's for. It's for somebody. But I remember there was a time in my life where I'd become a liar. I'd become a liar. I had become a thief. Uh, I didn't really necessarily steal stuff. When I say a thief, I mean like, when I say, Trisha's looking at me like, what do you mean? I mean like a thief as in like, sometimes uh, you rob from the people around you. Like manipulative. Uh, Emotionally uh, maybe mess with people's feelings to get what you want. You might know like that. Don't raise your hands. But you might know somebody like that. And I remember, I remember like in this place where I had no hope, no joy. I was stressed out all the time. I was living a double life thinking, huh. I was thinking, you know, Jesus, I love you, but everything I'm doing is the complete opposite. Jesus, I want to follow you, but yet I want to do what the world does, or I want to do my thing. Everybody's like, my thing. I want to do my thing. There's this thing I really enjoy, and I really know God doesn't want me to, it's not good for me. It's not that he's saying don't do it, but he's saying it's not good for me, but yet I still want that. See, the Bible says in the book of James, man is led away by his own desires. Now, why do I share this? I share this because you might be in the room tonight, and you might be that person like me, I said I'd never be that guy, but somehow I did, and it was because I was deceived. I bought into a lie. And, you know, the Bible talks about there's two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, or you have the kingdom of evil or darkness, or you also have what ties into what I would call the world system. The world system is everything that is not God. It's anti-God, anti-Christ. And a lot of people think they know what God's word says and they've never read it. And somebody's misrepresented God. We talked about that last week. But I said I'd never be that guy. But yet I did because I bought into deception. I bought into a lies. I settled. And some of you might be in the room tonight and you might say, man, there's some decisions. There's some things I've done that maybe I'm not proud of. I regret even. But yet you still continue. Let me tell you, there's hope for you. Because it took the renewing of my mind. It took the word of God to get me to believe that I wasn't this terrible, no good, rotten, piece of crap human being. I thought I was this dirty, dirty sinner. And there's some people in the room, you probably don't even know. We talked about sin and sinners last week, and I think only three of you have heard of the word. Sin is what separates us from God. It means we miss the mark. But I thought I was this dirty sinner. I thought I couldn't be forgiven. I thought there was no way, no chance that God would ever love me. And it was a lie. And I bought into it, hook, line, and sinker. And it was all because my mind was confused. My thoughts and my feelings and my emotions were all twisted. Because we live in a culture where our feelings, we think they're facts, and we think our thoughts are truth, and it's not true. Like our feelings, I feel a lot of ways. I feel like I could eat three pizzas right now as soon as Kyo's over. But I know as soon as I get halfway through one, I'm going to be full and my stomach is going to hurt. Feelings are deceptive. But the thing is, Pastor Darrell, what's this got to do with the reset? Everything. Because not only do you have to have a spiritual reset, but you have to have a mental reset. See, like a phone or a computer, you ever ever reset a phone, it's brand new, it's wiped. 
You ever reset or re, uh, I'm trying to think, reformat a computer? It's completely wiped. The hard drive is gone. But when we have a spiritual reset, we don't get a new brain. We don't get new thoughts, and we don't get new feelings. We're still the person we were. The only difference is, is we're brand new on the inside, and it slowly comes out on the outside. Am I making sense? High schoolers are with me. So there's no erasure of negative habits, right? Sometimes God can do something supernaturally where you don't want to do something anymore. He can. I know people that were drug addicted for years, and they were supernaturally freed from that addiction. But a lot of them, it takes time to unravel those negative habits, time to unravel all those emotions, time to unravel all those feelings and thoughts that you've carried for years. And may I tell you, the longer you carry them, the longer it might take to get free of them. But freedom is a promise from God, and it is possible. See, Romans 12, 2 says this. See, just like you have a spiritual reset, you must have a mental reset, a reset of the mind. It says don't copy the behavior and customs of this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Renewing your mind. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. The Bible says don't copy, don't adopt the patterns of the world. Now, if you were being real honest in here, most of you, even those that are following Jesus, a lot of times I say the difference between a Christian teenager and somebody else is a Christian teenager is actually trying to follow Jesus. You listen to the same music, you listen, watch the same movies, uh, most of you, not all of you, some people do make exceptions. You have the same influences. The only difference is you're actually trying to follow Jesus. But the thing is, the Word of God says don't copy the behaviors and the customs, the superficial values of the world. Why would God tell us that? God would tell us that because he knows a lot of times things are not as satisfying as we think they are. Example. Cereal. I love cereal. I love breakfast cereal. Dude, get me a giant box of Fruity Pebbles and I will eat the whole box. Frosted Flakes? I mean, I'm just telling you, most cereal, who likes cereal in the room? Have you ever eaten one bowl of cereal? And then you're like, hmm, I think I'll have another. And then you have another. And then you're like, hmm, maybe a half of another bowl. And then you eat that, and you're like, all right, I'm good, I'm full. And then about 30 minutes to an hour later, guess what? You're starving again. Look, I love cereal as much as the next guy. I'm telling you. But just like cereal, the world system, Satan and the world tends to offer something that doesn't always fulfill. Everybody say, okay. So in a nutshell, God wants to renew your mind with the Bible, with the Word. God wants to transform, renew your minds because the world offers fake, shallow, empty promises. God knows the schemes of the world. He's not surprised by anything. God knows top to bottom, front to back, beginning to end. And if he knows beginning to end and he says, don't do this, he knows that it's going to be tempting to adopt the patterns of the world. It's going to be, look, you're, like, look at what you're wearing. You know, no church told you to wear that, right? You already adopt the patterns and the customs of the world. I got Kevin Durant on. I'm, not, I'm right here with you. The thing is, I got KD's. Point is, 
God is always trying to woo us back to him because he knows how easy for it us, us to fall into empty things that don't satisfy and don't fulfill us. See, I want to remind you of something. I want you, here's a challenge for you. Watch a TV or YouTube ad and look for the lie in it. You ever watch those car ads? Everybody's smiling, going down the road, got their family in the back. Sometimes you'll get the real, like, kind of super hip, cool, uh, like the ones that have, like, certain songs in there. And it'll be like, man, that song is catchy. Those people are having fun. I want to be those people. What's the lie in that ad? That's not what my car looks like when I'm on a road trip. Somebody's half asleep, probably me. Trisha might be driving. Sometimes I drive. My gosh, Orlando, on the way to Orlando is crazy traffic in Atlanta. Uh, Anyway, even at midnight. Point is, look for the lie in every ad that you watch. Don't just hit skip unless it's a bad ad. Some ads are pretty bad. But I'm just saying, watch an ad and look for the lie. See, the thing is, I want to remind you that you are a spirit, a soul, and a body. Your spirit is how you interact with God. Your soul is your mind, your will, and emotions, your personality. Your mind, your will, your emotions, your personality. That which makes you unique. All of you are unique in this room. That's your soul. And then you have a body, and the body's how you interact with the world. Your body needs food and fuel. The point is, you can't have a spiritual If you have a spiritual reset, you have to have a mental reset, and the body will follow. Anybody in here like working out? Anybody in here hate working out? Who hates working out but knows you need to work out? Here's the deal. Working out sucks. I I pumped out some, I got this thing for Christmas called the Quadro Press. And if you know what that is, then you know what it is. And then pumping out some push-ups. I want to, like, work my back and my lats. Long story short, I pumped out some push-ups on this thing, and I went to sit on the the couch, and I'm like, yo, I'm tired. You know why? Because I haven't done push-ups in a while. (laughs) And the thing is, in order to get back in shape, you got to do something. You got to do some work. You got to undergo some training. And if your thoughts, a lot of you guys have said yes to Jesus in the last two weeks. Maybe you've done it in the last six months. Maybe the last two years. But you've expected God to do all the work. He wants you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You have to renew your mind. If you don't renew your mind, you're going to go back to old habits. You're going to go back to old thoughts and old feelings. And you're going to wonder. You're going to begin to ask yourself all kinds of questions. Is this real? Did I really make that decision? Did I say yes to Jesus? And I'm going to talk more about that specifically next week. But you're going to ask yourself all kinds of questions. Why does God want us to renew our minds? Because he he has something fulfilling for us. But he also wants to know truth. Look at your neighbor and say truth. He wants you to know truth. His perfect will. John 8.32 says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. What's up, Ricardo? I just now saw you. It's awesome. So glad he's here. I got excited. I broke away from my message for you. Ricardo, the truth will set you free. So good to see you. I'm proud of you. The truth always moves us to action. Do you, does anybody move to working out if you think you're in fantastic shape? But if you're 100 pounds overweight, 50 pounds overweight, or not in shape, are you really going to get motivated to work out if you tell yourself, I'm in fantastic shape? 
I, my, my physical body is, could not be any better. I'm ripped. I got spray tan abs. I am doing great. No. The truth always moves us to action. And also, remember, if you reset the spirit, you renew the mind, the body will follow. All of this comes from truth. We can't change our mind. We can't just, we can't change unless we put our mind to it. Have you ever asked a question? Most middle schoolers ask the question, do I belong? Am I accepted? That's the big question with you middle schoolers. Some of you high schoolers are asking that, but you're probably ninth graders, a.k.a. older. Uh, ninth graders, just an older eighth grader. I love you, but it's kind of true. But the thing is, have you ever asked yourself, what am I going to do with my life? Have you asked, asked yourself, what, what job, what career, what am I going to do? What's the purpose of my life? I asked myself a question after college, why am I here? And if you don't ask that question, you will. You will. I wish I asked that question in middle school. A lot of times nobody asks those questions in middle school. People are too busy making fun of one another and telling how uncool everybody is, making fun of what they wear, making fun of things they do, all because they're insecure and they don't know who they are. The person who actually likes what they like, I'm going to make fun of it because it's going to make me feel better. I'm going to look cooler. And because that looks stupid and everybody else says it's stupid, well, that makes it stupid. Not true. Too much emphasis on that middle schoolers. You know who those people are? They're called posers, right? They're fake. Anybody that's making fun of somebody else and making fun of something they like, they just don't know who they are and they're insecure. And if you're in the room and you know exactly what you know exactly the things you're into, you got a certain fashion style you dig, hey, it's fine. Make sense? But if you ever ask the question, what am I gonna do with my life? How are you gonna know God's perfect perfect will? How are you gonna know his good and pleasing will? You have to know the word of God. Because as you read the word of God, the word of God reads you. As you read the Word of God, the Word of God reads you. Not only do you know truth, not only do you know God, but you begin to know who you really are. God doesn't want us to buy into lies like I did. God doesn't want you to buy into lies that you might be buying right now. He wants you to, he wants you to know the truth. See, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, why should somebody renew their mind? Why? Like, think about it. Most of you guys, your biggest thought is what are you going to do this weekend or what are you going to eat when you get home? Some of you are thinking about playing video games. Some of you guys are thinking about the sports you got to play in the next week. Some of you guys are thinking about the homework, and some of you guys are thinking of a girl or a boy right now. And some of you guys are tired. I get it. But I asked the Lord, why should we renew our mind? And he told me, reprobate, reprobate. I was like, okay, I know that's in Scripture. You know, the Bible says that people have a reprobate mind. What does that mean? It comes from the Greek word adokimos, which means reject or cast away. See, a lot of people, like, look, we want to know truth. We want to know God's perfect will. A lot of us have heard this. You've heard a guy preach. You've heard it somewhere, and you've already made up your mind. I mean, you're either going to believe it or not. You've already made up your mind. Some people, you can always change your mind. But a reprobate mind means you're a castaway. It means you've isolated yourself. Castaway is on an island. Anybody ever seen the movie Castaway? It's an older movie, but I'm just, I didn't know if, like, I was like, I don't know if anybody's even seen this movie. Tom Hanks on an island talking to a volleyball. 
That's kind of what it's taught. That's what it's kind of like having a reprobate mind is. Pastor Darrell, that's a big word. I know. I had to look it up. <laughs> Thing is, as a castaway, you've isolated yourself by your own decisions. It means that you know the truth, but you ignore the truth. And even though you know the truth and ignore the truth, you embrace and enjoy lies and deception and living in sin or sinful desires. And you know what happens? Romans 1 says that God gives people over to what they want. Somebody, somebody always says, does God, send, does God send good people to hell or does God send people to hell? No. He gives them over to what they want and it's not him. And if you don't want him, that life apart from God is hell. It's not just a place when we die, but a personal hell. It's kind of deep, guys. I told my high schoolers to take notes. But if God wants us to know truth, he wants us to know him and know who we really are. Hebrews 4.12 says this, The word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit. One translation says the completeness of a person between joint and marrow, the deepest parts of our nature. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. When you read the Word of God, it exposes the intentions of your heart. It gets to the nitty-gritty. When you read this Word, you're going to get truth. You might say, Pastor Earl, I don't believe that. You've chosen that. The end of the day, I always tell people, let me ask you a question. Let, let's do a little test. Who thinks treating somebody and loving them uh, in a good way like yourself is a good thing? Loving, okay, who thinks being nice and loving somebody else is good? When I say loving, I mean you treat them nicely like yourself. Who thinks that's good? Guess what? That's in the Bible. It says to love your neighbor as yourself. Who in here thinks lying is wrong? I'm not talking about a birthday gift. <laughs> I'm talking about outright, bold-faced lies. Who thinks lying is wrong? Okay, even a person, even a person who thinks lying is, is, is circumstantial. I know some people in the room are like, ah, it depends. I've already heard their thoughts. It depends. But if somebody cheat, if a boy you're dating cheated on you, young lady, if a boy cheated on you, would you think that's wrong? Okay, so that means lying and cheating is wrong, yeah? Okay, guess what? That's in the Bible too. Okay? So there's things that you already believe about the Bible that maybe you're not aware of. Does that make sense? So in order to know truth and know who God is and know who you really are, you've got to read the Word. And it says it gets down to the intentions of our heart. Why are we doing what we're doing? The Bible reads us so well. When we read the Word of God, it reads us. So, Pastor Carol, so what? At the end of the day, here's what I want you to get out of it. Ephesians 5, 26 and 27. We're going to put it up on the screen. So that he might sanctify her, referring to the church. Who are the church? That's us. It's not a building. So that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the Word. Keep going. That he might present the church to himself in glorious splendor without spot, wrinkle, or any such things that she might be holy and faultless. Stop there. Jesus wants to cleanse us and wash us with the water of the word of God, the Bible. He wants to cleanse our thinking 
so that he can transform our lives and renew our minds and transform our lives completely. It's kind of like this. Trisha, I need an assistant. Can we give it up for the amazing Trisha? I just like to call my wife out. It's really fun. I got some on my hands. Make sure I get it on the mic. Guys, it's kind of like this. Pay attention. Focus in. Lean in on this one. So, Pastor Darrell, you're saying that God wants to renew our mind with the word. God wants to know truth, his perfect will for our lives. God wants us to know him and know who we really are because of his truth. And God wants to wash and cleanse our thinking with the water of the word. So how many of you guys have an attitude problem? Or maybe you got a lying problem. You got a, re- you got a respect problem. You know, maybe you've got a sin problem. Maybe you struggle with some impure thoughts. Not too much sin. Little? Just a little? There we go. So if you'll stir that around for me. So we start, we have a, when we're born, yes, we have a sinful nature, but our thoughts and our minds have not been corrupted just yet. So what happens, we tend to sin or, you know, like I said, maybe you have problems. Some of you guys have problems with authority and your parents and even teachers and coaches, even the police. Uh, you just have a problem with authority. Can I just go ahead and tell you, if you're in the room and you have a problem with authority, you reap what you sow. One day you're going to reap the very same thing. I would, I would say not all authority is bad. But what happens is your mind gets kind of clouded and corrupted. Just like mine many years ago. I, I began to lie once. I was led away by my own desires. Then I began to deceive. And then I began to manipulate. I didn't even realize I was doing it, but I was doing it. It's like I thought I had to do it to live and survive. It was a lie. It took the word of God to tell me that I'm forgiven. I'm a son of God. That's not who I really am. That's not even was God's plan for my life, that he loved me and he didn't write me off and he never gave up on me. That is who God the Father is. So what happens is that you have to live a life with the overflow of the word of God. Be cleansed by the washing of the water of the word. Right, Tricia? So in order for the church to be sanctified, cleansed, set apart, made holy, made righteous, we have to, we don't just, we can't just pour out our thoughts. We have to read the word of God. We begin to go to church and we pray and we begin to tell others about Jesus. And then you you may look and go, man, okay, my thoughts, I'm still struggling a little bit. I'm still having trouble, but I'm not thinking and living exactly the way I was. So then what do you do? You continue with the overflow and the renewing of your mind. And if you renew your mind, you'll transform your life. The overflow of the word of God will cleanse your thoughts. Those negative habits and negative thinking, it will begin to, God will begin to wash and cleanse you until you're clean again. If you will... Work the word of God if you will read it. See, some of you are in the room tonight, and you've trusted in Jesus. You've given him your life, but you're still struggling. You're still having a hard time. You're wrestling with thoughts that you still continue to have. There's a part of you that knows it's wrong, but you feel like you can't fight it. I should just get, oh, somebody in here. You think that you should just give in to however you're feeling because you feel like you can't shake it. That is a lie. 
it's a lie. But if you'll renew your mind with the word of God, if you know God, know his word, if you know God and you know his word, you'll know who you are and you'll know what to do with your life, period. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Matter of fact, Lee, every head bowed, every eye closed. How many of you in the room show every head bowed, every eye closed? I think some of this made sense to you. You've reset your spirit, but you haven't really had a mental reset because you're not reading the Word of God. If you renew your mind, you'll transform your life. 